So we're taught to share about the goof-ups and that's welcome and seen as authentic and relatable content. But what happens when someone shares about their growth or shares about their goals? How do we view that? Welcome to the Step Into Clarity podcast. I'm your host, Marissa, founder of Quill Co. and mentor of other designers just like you. Step into clarity with me as I have candid conversations about both the growth and the goof ups of navigating this wild ride of online business. Hello, friend, and welcome back to another episode of the Step Into Clarity Podcast. I am so excited that you're here today with me, and I am really excited about today's topic. Honestly, I'm a little bit sweaty to talk about it and publish this episode. It's really personal to me, and I know that it's a topic that's a little bit divided. And so today, I want to talk about the M word yeah, money, and why maybe it's not a four-letter word, and why it's so damn important for me that we stop viewing it as a taboo topic. A lot of us have our own money stories and the ways that we were brought up to view money. I, I personally grew up in a household where you were taught to never talk about politics or sex or money, and I was taught that money was inherently bad. I was taught that people that want money are greedy and controlling, and I was taught that the whole point around money was to save it, to keep it, and to increase it, and that was good, but spending it somehow was bad. I've had to work a lot over the years to change my mindset around money and to start viewing it as neutral, to see money as not necessarily good or bad, but as a tool and tools are meant to be used. In the online space, it feels like there's two split sides about money and talking about our goals and talking about money specifically in marketing. And I get it. I'm an Enneagram 9, so I think that one of my superpowers is being able to see both sides of an argument or just seeing both sides of a talking point. And in the online space, we're encouraged to share openly about the not-so-glamorous things that are happening in our business and in our life kind of as an attempt to be viewed as quote-unquote authentic or relatable or honest. So we're encouraged to share about things like our mental health or when we have bad experiences with clients or if we're experiencing burnout or imposter syndrome. So we're taught to share about the goof-ups and that's welcome and seen as authentic and relatable content. But what happens when someone shares about their growth or shares about their goals? How do we view that? So I want to break down the two sides. One, which is why talking about money in marketing could be seen as bad or harmful or toxic. And then why talking about money in marketing could also be seen as empowering and encouraging for women in business. Okay, first let's talk about the bad. Let's talk about why we shouldn't be talking about money and marketing and why it could be seen as bad or harmful. I think that a lot of times talking about money in marketing specifically can be seen linked to toxic girl boss slash hustle culture in online business. A lot of times I think that we are told to think that our goals are only related to money, but there's 
more to work towards like time or freedom. And so I can see where if someone is only posting about money qualifiers or money goals within their marketing, it kind of gives people the impression that that's the only thing to be working towards, that there isn't anything else that's more important than money, which isn't true. There are so many ways to find success in your business and reaching a certain money milestone isn't the only way to get there. And success is defined differently for every single one of us. I also think that using money qualifiers can be a little bit misleading and maybe even lazy within marketing. I think overall there's this general exhaustion of this big promise of 10,000 months and 100,000 years. If you open up your social media right now and start scrolling, you'd probably see like a handful of posts immediately. And it's definitely something that I've been guilty of in using in marketing because it's a very concrete um, like evidence, I guess. And when we're in a business to business space like designers, we're sharing our services to other businesses. Sharing income is a way to share that what you're selling works. It's used to show its effectness, effectiveness or to show the seller's expertise. So like when you share about money milestones or the things that maybe your clients have been able to accomplish, it shows that what you're selling actually works, right? And I think that it can also work because people are just generally nosy and numbers are fascinating, right? Especially when money is more of a taboo topic, it can feel like we're getting a little glimpse under the hood and what's actually happening behind the scenes. To go back to the point that it can be seen as lazy. I think that there's a more creative and captivating way to market, especially right now when so many posts are just like selling this dream of the 10,000 months and spoiler, like there is a lot more to accomplish than 10,000 months. I think that it can be really overused. And for me specifically, it just doesn't pique my interest anymore. I have seen it too many times. So I glaze over and I keep scrolling. I'm like, cool, another 10,000 month or another 10,000 project. It doesn't really mean that much to me anymore. Another thing I was thinking about was kind of this question that came up for me was, do income claims force people to always strive for the next level of like never really feeling content with where they are now? And I don't know if this is necessarily linked to like money and marketing, but just this idea of when we're business owners, like always having to reach the next level or always having to work for what's next. We're kind of always sold this idea of like growth, level up, <laughs> um, like scale, all of these buzzwords that are kind of demanding this always and never ending growth. Like when are we content? I don't know. I don't have the answer for this. It's kind of something that I'm always thinking about is like, when have I reached a point where I'm comfortable here? Like, am I okay with this? Why do I always need more? Another thing with income claims in marketing is that we're only getting the really surface level look. Like if someone is like, follow my five-step guide to reaching $100,000 years. So like, we don't know where that money is going and if they're actually profitable, right? So like someone could have 
100,000 a year, but if they had to spend like $90,000 of that money to get there, like they're not profitable, right? Like they only had $10,000 to pay themselves. So why would we want to follow that model? We don't really know a lot of times what's actually going on behind the scenes and what it took for them to get there. Like what did they have to invest in to get to that point? Someone could have a $40,000 launch, but if they spent $40,000 on Facebook ads, it doesn't mean anything, right? And I think that's a topic for another episode of if we should be open and transparent about where our money is going and what that looks like. But I think that it's something to think about when we see money claims in marketing. Another point that I see being brought up is that talking about money can make other people feel less than. I'm in a mastermind and it comes up for us sometimes on the call of feeling kind of scared to show success on social media because we don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable or we don't want them to feel like they aren't enough and we don't want to feel judged for what we've been accomplished or to sound like you're bragging, right? Like no one wants to come off that way. So we're put into a situation of just not really sharing what's going on. And it's essentially this idea of not talking about money or goals in order to keep other people comfortable. And I think that this idea of not sharing your success in order to make other people more comfortable is something that's really ingrained in women specifically. And I'm not here for it. <laughs> like one day I was listening to the Unfuck Your Brain podcast, which is really great and you should listen to it. Um, and the host said this one line and it really stood out to me. She said, do you really think Gary Vee is getting shit in his DMs for being greedy? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think that. I think people expect it from him and that's why they're listening to his content. No one is expecting Gary Vee to be like modest and not sharing about what he's doing. So why do we expect something different from women? It just kind of perfectly sums up the idea that we're comfortable with men talking about money and about the things that they've been able to do. But when a woman comes on social media and does the same exact thing, we see her as greedy or salesy or icky or making someone else feel less than. And I do understand the the feeling, the icky feelings that can come up when you hear other people talking about money claims or what they've been accomplished, especially when you're new in business and you feel like you should be ahead of where you are or you feel like other people are getting where you want to go a lot faster. It can be really discouraging. And I do understand the icky feelings that can come up when you hear about money claims. I get it when you hear or see people always talking about these $10,000 months and six-figure years, it can be really triggering if you aren't there and you feel like you should be. And especially if talking about money was like taboo when growing up, because we tend to build this emotional connection with money and the feelings around our worth with money, especially tied to the highs and lows of business. So like for me, if I have a really good month, I'm like so excited and I'm encouraged and I like want to keep going. But then if I have a lower month, it's really discouraging. And I'm like, what is, what's wrong with me? Like, does no one like my services? Like what's going on here? And it can be, I don't know. It's just like not a great feeling. So I get it. But here's the thing. If those icky feelings come up for you, I challenge you to question them. So why does that make you feel icky? 
what about that is coming up? And is it bringing up feelings of jealousy? Is it bringing up feelings around your own self-worth? And then like asking questions around why something is bothering you is such a great way of like working past them. For me, I think that sometimes asking ourselves those questions of why we feel that way is really helpful to work past them. Like for me, I'm currently working past feelings of feeling icky and showing up in a visible way. It's not something that I like to do. I'm just a lot more introverted and honestly just want to like hide in a closet most of the day. I'm totally fine with just being behind the scenes. And recently I had someone be like, well, you don't want to be seen. Like you aren't comfortable with showing who you are. And that brought up a lot of icky feelings for me and like kind of triggered me. And I first brought up a lot of feelings of like resentment towards this person. But then once I was able to like address those feelings and being like, wait, why, why did that bring up such strong emotions for me? Like, why did I get so angry about that? And being able to dig into it. And I realized that it was actually something that I did need to work on. So I think that it's uncomfortable to ask ourselves those kind of questions and to dig into them. But it's also so beneficial, especially when trying to grow a business, because we have to always be evolving too with it. We have to always be changing ourselves. And I feel like business is really just like one big self-development journey. <laughs> and on that note, I was um, I was reading this article in The Atlantic. It was written by Joe Pinsker. And in part of the article, he talks about a woman who kept all of her financial details private from both like her friends and from her children. She didn't want them to feel bad or less than like she made a good amount of money and her friends and family made less than her. So she didn't talk about it. She didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings or like trigger them in any way. And in the article, the lady goes on to say that although she thinks that that rationale was genuine of not wanting to share numbers with her friends and family, she believed that it was also a justification for her silence. So that she was ultimately not really sharing those numbers with them because she wanted to keep other people safe, but by not talking about money, she was really keeping herself safe. So she didn't have to confront the unpleasant fact of her own wealth in an unequal society. She ultimately was sparing herself from discomfort and not those other people. And I think that that's a really important thing to think about. I come from a place of privilege. I'm a white woman. I grew up in middle class. I've had a lot of opportunities presented to me because of my privilege. I wouldn't be here today probably if it wasn't for my privilege. And if I don't talk about money, am I sparing other people discomfort or am I actually sparing myself that discomfort of having to address my own privilege? And I think that that's a really big question to ask ourselves too. Okay, so now that we've talked about the bad in money claims within marketing, let's talk about the good. So on the other hand, when we're in business, the whole point of business is to make money, right? If we didn't make money, it would just be a hobby. And there's other ways to fulfill a purpose or a vision for a greater good than through starting a business. It could be through a nonprofit or volunteering. So when we start a business, 
ultimately our goal is to make money, right? It wouldn't be a business without making money. <laughs> and if that is the whole objective of running a business, wouldn't it be kind of weird to not talk about money? I was looking at this Fidelity investment survey while doing a little bit of research for this episode. And I came across this survey and it says that 80% of women have at some point refrained from talking about their finances to those that they're close with. So 80% of women have at some point not talked about money to people that they're really comfortable with. And a number of factors are holding women back from talking about money with loved ones. It was the feelings of being uncomfortable, of it being taboo, of feeling judged. And I don't want that for any woman at all. I think that money should be empowering for us. I think that the more money that women have, the better the world will be. And I think that when we talk about money, we demystify it. We get more comfortable and we collectively all benefit from it. When we can all talk about money, then we can share tips with each other and we can grow from it. When women talk about money and what we are able to earn, there's this whole possibility portal that opens up. When we talk about it, we're able to see what's actually possible for us. How would you know that anything is possible if no one ever talked about it? When we can feel comfortable about talking about money, it empowers us to make smarter money decisions. And maybe when you hear someone talk about booking a $10,000 project, it empowers you to raise your prices because you know that that is actually possible. I was recently talking to Morgan Rapp on an interview and we were talking about like this idea of women raising their prices and seeing what's possible for us. And she brought up that there is this designer that she knows of that charges $40,000 for a one-day VIP day. And that, for me, opened up this huge portal of possibility. Like, holy crap, can you imagine making $40,000 in one day? And someone out there is living proof that that is possible. And through my journey, I'm always like seeing new levels of this like possibility portal. I'm always like new things are being unlocked for me personally. I know that like when I was in college, right out of college, I heard about people making six figures a year. And I thought that that was only possible for people that had been in their career for years and years. Like I thought like, okay, maybe in 20 years I'll get there. But then seeing people talk about their own money milestones on social media or within their marketing opened my eyes to this idea that it was actually possible for me too. That if I was able to, that this could actually become real for me. I thought that it was only possible if you like put your head down and you did the hard work and maybe if you worked hard enough, you could make that happen. But that's not true. Everyone has different circumstances and different privileges and it's not about hard work. I know that I've personally been able to break my upper limit by seeing other women's examples and you don't really know what's actually possible until you see it. I always think of the example of the four-minute mile. So no one was able to break the four-minute mile until I think it was 1954. And just two months after someone broke that four-minute mile, it was broken again. And since then, the four-minute barrier has been broken over 14,000 times. 
So I think that it perfectly illustrates this idea that once we know that something is actually possible, it becomes so much easier to achieve it. In order to achieve a goal, you have to believe so strongly in your heart that it's possible for you. And if you don't think that it's possible, it's not going to happen. Ultimately, my hope is that we can both create a space where we acknowledge privilege and inequality in money claims and that we can create a space where women feel comfortable sharing their wins or growth and it's not seen as bragging or icky. I don't think that hiding what you're proud of is healthy for really anyone. When women start bragging, self-advocating, and not apologizing for it is when we can create real cultural change. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Likes, subscribes, and reviews are all great, but I made this podcast to step into clarity with you, and I'd be thrilled to know if any of this resonated with you. I'd love to know if this brought up any feelings for you. I know that money can be such a sensitive topic. So send me a DM on Instagram at quillingco.design. I can't wait to continue this conversation with you. And of course, I always welcome your feedback on this episode and on topics to cover in the future. So go ahead and send me a DM on Instagram. I cannot wait to say hi to you.